Welcome to Exodus 19, A Nation Married to Yah, with your host, Richard Massey. I pray that you are having a blessed Sabbath, and I pray also that whatever you and your family are going through, that Yah gives you the strength to get through it. Today, I wanted to talk about the Feast of the Tabernacles. I just want to share some of my thoughts on the Feast of the Tabernacles and uh, try to explain it the best that I can. Again, trying to connect now to the law. How we're living, if we have, if we're living today has to do with the law and vice versa. Trying to connect it to, is it necessary to still honor the law? So, there's a couple scriptures that I want to start off with. And the first one is John 4.22. John 4.22. And just think about this, this, this scripture real quick. It says, ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Why? Because Yah is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So Yah is spirit. And a lot of times, and I'm sure you heard this before, that a lot of times in the Old Testament, things were more physical. That's how I see it. And now in the New Testament, things are more spiritual. Like somebody explained to me before that the Nephilim, that the giants that, that Jacob, Joshua, and all those guys fought in the Old Testament, with explanation, of course, you just can't probably can't get it as I say it now, but they're the demons that we fight today. So let's go to Colossians 2.17, because we see that Yah is a spirit. So let's go to Exodus 23.16. And it says, is that the one I wanted? No, 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 I'm sorry. It's Colossians 2.17. Colossians 2.17. It says, which are a shadow of the things to come, but the body is of the Hamashiach. So... The Old Testament is physical, and the Old Testament is a shadow, and the New Testament is spirit, and the New Testament are the things to come. So if you can keep that in mind as we go through these other scriptures, maybe this won't be so confusing, confusing, whatever, confusing, and I can, we can all get a revelation from it. So now let's go to Exodus 23, 16. And we read this before. A lot of the, when you're talking about the feast, come, you're, going to start, you're going to, for the most part, start in Exodus or Leviticus or Deuteronomy. So Exodus 23, 16 says, And the feast of harvest, the first fruits of thy labor, which thou hast sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering, which is an which is in the end of the year when thou hast gathered in thy labors out of the field, 
Three times in a year, all thy males shall appear before Adonai Elohim. But let's concentrate on the Feast of Ingathering. The Feast of Ingathering. Talking about the Feast of Tabernacles. Here he's talking about a harvest to be pulled up. But then in the New Testament, spiritual, he talks about your body, your housing. Okay? So just keep that in mind. Let's go to Deuteronomy 16, 16. Deuteronomy 16, 16. Again, he says, three times in a year shall all the males appear before Adonai, thy Elohim, in the place which he shall choose, in the feast of unleavened bread, that's one, Passover, in the feast of weeks, that's two, that's the Pentecost, and in the feast of tabernacles, that's three, and that's your body, your temple, the tabernacle. And they shall not appear before Adonai empty. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessings of Adonai thy Elohim, which he hath given. So that's three times that you are supposed to go up to Jerusalem in the Mount of Olives. And that's a, uh, there's a lot you can go with this. <laughs> and three times a year for these different feasts to eat before Adonai. Let's go to Isaiah 27 and 12. Isaiah 27 and 12. It says, and it shall come to pass in that day that Adonai shall beat off from the channel of the river unto the streams of Egypt, and ye shall be gathered in gathering earlier, right? Now you shall be gathered. Collection of first fruits, a harvest. Now we're kind of talking about a first fruits, I mean, not a first fruits, but a gathering of, of bodies, of souls, right? One by one, O ye children of Israel, and it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet, a lot of these things tie in, man, so much on my mind, shall be blown, and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria and the outcasts in the land of Egypt. And shall worship Adonai in the holy mount, Mount Olives, at Jerusalem. So a lot of key words keep fitting in. You're seeing ingathering, you're seeing Jerusalem, you're seeing Mount Olives. Uh, like Robert, like Robert Smith says on Fountain of Israel, let's learn something on the way to learning something. So let's go to Zechariah 14. Zechariah 14. So we're talking about the Feast of the Tabernacle, but we're seeing some other key words constantly popping up. Because last week we talked about the pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And now we're seeing here, you know, some parts making a picture more clear. Zechariah 14, we'll start at 1. Behold, the day of Adonai cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem 
to battle. He's going to bring all these nations against Jerusalem so that they can fight, right? And the city shall be taken, and the houses raffled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity. And the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall Adonai go forth and fight against those nations. So the people of Israel are not going to have to fight against those nations because Adonai is going to do it. As when he fought in the day of battle. Now, listen to 4, Zechariah 14, 4. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives. So this is in the last day. This is when all the nations are coming against Israel, right? It says, his feet shall stand in the last day upon, upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem. There it goes again on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof forward towards the east and towards the west. And there shall be a very great valley and half of the mountain shall remove towards the north and half of it towards the south. And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azel. Yea, ye shall flee, like as ye fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uriah, the king of Judah. And Adonai, my Elohim, shall come, and all the saints with with me. So some small pieces are popping into this puzzle, whether you want them to or not, just talking about the Feast of Tabernacles. Okay. So let's go to Matthews 24:29. Matthews 24:29. Because something is happening here that uh, I want to bring to your attention. Because usually when you're thinking about harvest, and one of the scriptures is like that. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Just talking about uh, people of God going out and trying to win souls, right? So we're talking about souls. We're talking about tabernacle. We're talking about persons. And which way are you going to go in the end times, right? So the tabernacle seems to still be real. It just seems like in the New Testament, we just don't kind of sort of call it that. Matthews 24 29 says, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall give not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. That seems like a very scary day. And then shall appear the signs of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven. So a lot of times you heard about people saying when this rapture comes, that uh, people are just going to be snatched and you're not going to know. It's just going to it's just going to turn around and certain people are going to be gone. But here it says that the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So it seems to me and in, in the other scriptures that 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 uh, describe this situation. Um, the Bible lets you know that you definitely will know. It won't be something of secret. It's going to be, you, this is how I see it. 
you ever in the audience and you're about to watch a play and you're talking to your wife or you're talking to your friends or whatever, and then the lights go out and the curtains closed, and then the next thing you know, the curtains open up and the whole stage is lit, illuminating the performance that you're about to watch. That's what I get when it says that uh, in the, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be dark. It's going to be, the lights are going to go out. It says, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, heaven, and the powers of the, of the heavens shall be shaken. And then the curtains open up, shall appear the son of, sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. Because when that happens, the, 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 the tribes are going to see him coming because that's when they start to mourn, right? And they shall see the Son of Man. So everybody is going to see the Son of Man. It's not going to be some secret thing like we were once taught. Right. See the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So if nothing else, that is explained. Right. Let's go to second Corinthians five. Because we're trying to look at this end gathering, this harvest, the New Testament. We described as harvest. Uh, we know in the New Testament, we're going to be gathered. And a decision is going to be made on which way we go. So that's the Feast of the Tabernacles. That's something in the past that should be honored and practiced now to keep you mindful for clean living so that you can be called in the right direction in the end times. Hope I'm explaining this right. So 2 Corinthians 5.1. For we know that our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved. We have in the building of Elohim a house not made with hands, eternal in heaven. So eternal in heaven is where he is. So the house not made with hands of a God that's eternal in heaven. For in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. So when we are uh, waking out of our sleep, that's when we're going to get the good news or the bad news. Are we going to be clothed or found naked? For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that which not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up in life. Now he that hath wrought us for the self-same thing is Elohim, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. So we're going to wake up and face a certain situation, good news or bad news. So it seems like this thing is kind of sort of going towards uh, the rapture theory. Uh, I guess one day we could talk about, you know, because whether we go to heaven or not. Because if you think about uh, what was that, Isaiah, that was the end time. 
And they said that that angel's feet was on Mount of Olives. First Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians 4.14. For if we believe that Yahshua died and rose again, the first fruit, even so them also which sleep in Yahshua will Elohim bring with them. So see, we're asleep. The ones who have passed on, they're asleep. So he says, for if we believe that Yahshua died and rose again, being the first of many that's going to wake up from a sleep. So he's the first truth, right? Even so them also would sleep in Yahshua. I don't think that my mom is in heaven. I think that my mom is asleep in the grave. Call me crazy. There's very few, if any, and I know the one scripture that a lot of people use is we're going to be called up to meet him in the air, but then where do we go? I think we go to Mount Zion near Jerusalem. That's just my opinion. You can read it for yourself and you can stay with what you were taught all your life. But I challenge you to find a scripture that says that we go to heaven. Even when he, I sure was talking to the disciples, he says, where I go, you cannot come. He says, because I'm from heaven and you're from earth and you can't come with me. Okay, But we're getting off track. Let's just stay with the tabernacle, the body, the end gathering, the place where this happens and all that good stuff. 1 Thessalonians 4.14, it says, For if we believe that Yahshua died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Yahshua will Yah bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of Adonai, that we which were alive and remain unto the coming of Adonai shall not prevent them which are asleep. So the ones who are asleep, we don't prevent them. We don't go before them. They go, they go before us. 16. For Adonai himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an arch archangel. So it's not going to be quiet. Everybody's going to know and hear this. And with the trump, that's another thing. Trumpets are included in this. Uh, we talked about that before in one of the earlier episodes. And with the trump of Elohim and the dead in Hamashiach shall raise first. So those guys are first, then us. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet Adonai in the air. And so shall we be ever, so shall we ever be with Adonai. So we're going to be with him, but it doesn't say where. Yeah, we went up into the clouds, right? Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Second Peter 1. I love how just talking about one particular thing is so many other subjects included in various scriptures that will allow you to branch off into different directions and talk about different subjects even though you're talking about one particular subject. I think it's totally awesome. Second Peter 1. Yea, 
I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle, this body, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle, even as our Adonai Yahshua HaMashiach have showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able, after my disease, disease, to have these things always in remembrance. So don't forget these things. This is what the Feast of the Tabernacle does. It keeps you in remembrance of these things and how it plays out, how it's uh, uh, functioned, how it's tied into uh, physical harvest and then a spiritual harvest in the New Testament. Because Elohim is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the things in the Old Testament, they're shadows of things in the New Testament. So let's go to Revelation 15 and 1. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is, lit, is filled up the wrath of Elohim. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire. And them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of Elohim. And they sang the song of Moshe, the servant of Elohim, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Adonai Elohim Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thy king of saints, or the, thy king of the Kodashim, who shall not fear thee, O Adonai, and glorify thy name, for thou only art holy. And all nations shall come and worship before thee. That's their pilgrimage to Jerusalem and Mount Olives. This is Revelation 15. All the nations, we read that earlier, all the nations are going to come to gather to uh, worship before thee. And after that, I looked and behold, the temple of the tabernacle, the true tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And if you look, there's a lot of scriptures in the book of Psalms that talks about uh, Jerusalem coming down. We're not going to talk about that today. I hope that you guys enjoy your Sabbath. Uh, just want to let you know that I did uh, go live on Instagram, and I will also be on YouTube, Exodus 19, The Nation Married to Yah, with your host, Richard Massey. Shalom.